Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thanks for listening to Creative Control. Uh, while I have you here, please consider supporting Youth Empowerment and Support Services, otherwise known as YES. Based in Edmonton, Alberta, YES provides immediate and low-barrier overnight and day shelter, temporary supportive housing, and individualized wraparound supports for young people aged 15 to 24. They work collaboratively within a network of care focused on the prevention of youth homelessness by providing youth with the necessary supports to stabilize their housing, improve their well-being, build life skills, connect with community, and avoid re-entry into homelessness. Learn more about how to donate or otherwise support YES by visiting YESS.org. Hey, this is Nicole calling from Hamilton, and I needed to let everyone know that I really proudly support Vish and Creative Control. I have for many years, I will for many more, as long as he keeps delivering these amazing interview podcasts. When you hear one of Vish's interviews, you think he's known this guest for years, they're good friends, uh, but the truth is he approaches every interview, whether it's sort of up-and-coming indie artists or established icons or like famous intimidating comedians with uh, a really deep, genuine curiosity, so he's never met this person, and the same really warm uh, candor, as so he's known them forever. I think it really lends to a great chat, no matter who he's talking to, and for that reason, I think you should throw Vish, like what, a dollar a month? He's got jokes. The jokes make it worth it. Support Creative Control on Patreon. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash Control today. I'm Visha's wife, and remember, when you name a dog Janet or Timothy, you are dragging humanity down just a little bit. Creative Control with Vish Khanna. Martin Herlihy, John Higgins, and Ben Marshall are each very funny comedic performers and writers based in New York City. Since 2017, the trio have been performing live and filmed sketches under the name Please Don't Destroy, and in 2021, they joined the writing staff at Saturday Night Live, where they now have an almost weekly and always hilarious pre-taped segment, where they play very odd versions of themselves, interacting with SNL guests and cast members. With SNL on hiatus for the summer, and possibly even longer, due to the historic 2023 writers and actors strike, Please Don't Destroy have hit the road for a national tour across the United States of America, which also makes two stops at the Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal on July 28th and 29th. As such, Martin, John, and Ben connected with me recently for a fun talk about stuff like uh, our mutual love of Norm MacDonald, David Letterman, The Lonely Island, and other comedic influences, Canadians in the NBA, and whether or not everyone from Kitchener, Ontario knows each other, how Please Don't Destroy came into existence, the role of film editing in their comedy and what their live show is like, having parents who are funny and are steeped in comedy writing and a part of Saturday Night Live's history, the forthcoming Please Don't Destroy movie and Conan O'Brien's role in it, tour dates, other future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners like you, 
who follow and subscribe to this donor-driven podcast and spread the word about it, and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash creative control, which is the best way you can support this show financially. I thank everyone who's done that already. You can learn more about how to do that at patreon.com slash creative control. Plus, in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee, respectively, in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario. This is episode 789 of Creative Control, featuring the lovely and talented Martin, John, and Ben from Please Don't Destroy, with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi, John. How are you? Hi. I'm doing good. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, it's a great pleasure and honor. I'm a big fan of you guys. I love you guys, so it's really nice to have you all on. Uh, John, where in the world are you today? Uh, I'm in New York City, and, and we love you too, by the way. Oh, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I didn't know you were overtly familiar with my work. I uh, That's very flattering. I didn't know that. That's nice. Thank you so much. That's great. No, I, I like you guys a lot, and it means a lot that you're on the show. And uh, next on the call, Ben. Ben, are you there? Hi, Vish. <laughs> Hi, Ben. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's again, It's uh, I couldn't reiterate it more. It's absolutely my pleasure. It's, uh, it's nice. Where in the world are you? I'm in New York City. Uh, I'm sensing a theme here. I, I, I gather you're all in New York City. I should have done more research. That's great. How's, <laughs> how's things in New York City? Uh, delightful. It's a lovely day out. And I'm thrilled to be on the pod. Oh, well, that's very nice of you. Thank you, Ben. I, it does mean the world to me. And finally, <laughs> last but not least. Oh, did that sound insincere? That's just my Canadian tone. I don't mean to be sarcastic. I meant that. That was totally sincere. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know if I've believed you once. <laughs> that's, I'm not much of a salesman. I can't lie. It's a, it's a problem I have. So I meant it. I meant every word. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Uh, no, I, I, it's, it really is. I'm a big fan. All right. Now, finally. Before this goes off the rails, Martin, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> nice Thank to you meet so you. much for having it. <laughs> oh, it's my, I can't say it enough. Absolutely my pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure and an honor to have you on my show and to talk to you. I'm a big fan of uh, Please Don't Destroy. Martin, how, how, in the wor- how, how in the world are you and where in the world are you? Let's go with both. I'm great in the world and I'm in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. Well, it's great to get you guys together. I uh, I know that you don't spend that much time together, and uh, <laughs> I just thought I would facilitate things. So, no, it's lovely to have you. Uh, we are uh, technically in Canadian airspace, so I'm going to begin with some some stuff about Canada and JFL and, and these sorts of things. Uh, John, uh, what is your uh, relationship like with Canada per se? Have you ever been to Canada? I've never been to Canada, but it's produced some of my favorite people in comedy, hmm. including Norm Norm Macdonald is one of my heroes, and he's a Canadian. Yes, yeah, Mike so Myers. I, I, I was I was a bit friendly with Norm, and uh, absolutely one of my heroes. Uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I just got a I just got a bunch of T shirts with his face on them for tour because I, going to bed at night. Like he's the one that I can watch videos of and like be truly happy for like thirty minutes before bed. Oh yeah, the the Norm Macdonald YouTube wormhole is a phenomenon. Yeah. Every talk I until and I don't know if you have strong opinions about this, but very recently I think Bill Hader is inching into greatest talk show guest I've ever seen uh, in my mm. lifetime. That's my feeling. I get into Bill Hader wormholes, but but but. Undisputed champion for me is is Norm Macdonald. You ever watch him on talk shows? Yeah, I've seen every single video that's on YouTube of Norm. <laughs> he's he, he's the he's a talk show legend. Well, and you must, uh, John. You might have stories. Your 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 dad, uh, Steve. He he knew him, right? He knew him pretty well. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was on Norm's album, Ridiculous. Uh, oh, yes. his right. sketch album. Yeah, they they wrote on that together. He was we. My dad and I went to dinner with him once, like maybe four years before he died, and it was uh-huh. like one of the greatest 
greatest nights of my life. Oh, well, that's that's amazing to hear. And I know fans yeah. of my show know that I love Norm and always came close to having Norm on the show. He'd always be like, yeah, of course, let's talk. And then he'd disappear. <laughs> he'd just go. Yeah. He, he wouldn't, I'd never hear from him. Now, in retrospect, I realize uh, it was probably because he was ill. Uh, because yeah. numerous stories said he'd say, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be there, and then wouldn't show up. And then we subs- subsequently found out, uh, yeah, that he was quite ill and was uh, keeping it from, from folks and all that stuff. Anyway, that's, sorry, I got dark and sad, but that's <laughs> what happens when you talk about Norm sometimes. No, that's lovely. That's yep. that's great to hear. Okay, so Canada for you, uh, if you picture our flag, uh, Norm MacDonald's face is on the Canadian flag. I'd be, yes, I'd be happy for that to be on record. <laughs> well, unfortunately or fortunately it is. No, that's lovely. That's great. Uh, ben, what about you? Ben, do you, do you have any fondness for Canada, any relationship with Canada per se? I've also never been to Canada, but I, yeah, I have a fondness for Canada. I, I, we were just talking before we started recording about the 2019 Toronto Raptors championship run. Yes. yes. Uh, which I followed religiously. I always have liked the Raptors, you know, your OG Ananobis of the world, Pascal Siakam, come on. Yeah. And neither of them are Canadian, are they? No. <laughs> no, there's not. They have a thing where most of our sports teams don't have Canadians on them. But but that's that's changing. There are a number of that's right. Canadians. In fact, one of the NBA's greatest villains of modern times, Dylan Brooks. Oh, Dylan Brooks is Canadian, right? Acting very he un bears. Yeah, acting very un Canadian. If I might say, breaking the stereotype, you know, tough. That's right. Rude. So yeah, no, that's nice. So your main thing with Canada is basketball. Which, by the way, Canada uh, James Naismith was Canadian. He invented basketball. Did you know that? That I did know that. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to name some Canadians in the NBA. See, I'm going to test my knowledge. Okay. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Absolutely. That's it. Uh, Jamal Murray. <laughs> yes, Jamal Murray is from Kitchener, Ontario, where I was born. I was born in Kitchener, Ontario. Really? Do you know him at all? No, no, no. He'd be... Uh, I'm old. So he's uh, he's a lot younger than me. And I... What do you think? Just because we were... I was born in, this, in a hospital in Kitchener. We don't just all hang out. He's like... Got to be, what, 25 years younger than me or something? I don't remember how old he is. Yeah. No, I don't know. Sorry. I'm sorry I asked that. No, no, it was. Uh, I got. A, I got a little harsh. I got a little harsh. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, it didn't was mean to stupid. Do that. It was stupid. No. <laughs> <laughs> Kitchener's a lovely town. If you're when you're driving through Ontario, if you are at some point when you come to Canada, you should visit. And uh, yeah, but they, they don't all know each other. It's no, like... no. Yeah, that, is a, that is a stereotype I can refute right now. Actually, we don't all know each well, other. Well, it's okay. Right? I'm from Savannah, Georgia, and whenever I tell people that, they're all like. Oh, I have a cousin in Atlanta. And I'm like, oh, oh well, that's that's like a big city that's like a five hour drive away. <laughs> oh. Did you did you ever know Martin Luther King? Probably not. You know what? <laughs> he's a little bit he's one class before me. I see. Okay, yeah. He's he's yeah, I, I yeah. Oh, well that's that's no, that's lovely. I'm glad you like the Raptors in, in Canada and welcome. This is so exciting. It's so far, two thirds of Please Don't Destroy have never been to Canada. So this is exciting stuff. This is great. Uh, Martin, have you ever been to Canada? What do you know of Canada? Um, I got some great news. I have. Oh. Uh, I went to Niagara Falls as a child. (laughs) (laughs) So I did the bare minimum amount of going to Canada. (laughs) Now, wait a minute. Just so people who have never been understand, Niagara Falls has an American side and Mm -hmm. a Canadian side. You actually went over to the Canadian side. Yes, because, uh... Reportedly, the Canadian side is better, better view of the <laughs> falls themselves. So we drove up over the side, yeah, over the border. I, I've heard that. Why in the heck would we have shafted America with a better view of Niagara Falls? That seems unfair, <laughs> Canadians. Do you remember that? Were you like, oh yeah, yeah, this is better. This was worth the the inspection of our vehicle and everything. This was fine. I. Really don't remember any of it, I'd say. <laughs> well, anyway, that's that's great. So so we got Niagara Falls, Toronto Raptors, Norm Macdonald. That's Canada in a nutshell. I think you've got it all there. That's <laughs> no, it's lovely. Well, listen, I as I, I've tried to say a few times, I'm a big fan of you folks. And uh, uh, based on this knowledge, uh, I don't know if you know, I, obviously you've never been to JFL, 
which is a fabled uh, and legendary comedy festival uh, that's based in Montreal. Have you heard tell of it? Uh, do you know anything about uh, about this festival? Is it like a big deal for you? I'm going to go with Martin on this one. Have you heard a lot about the uh, JFL festival? Yeah, just from, you know, I think I had heard about it probably on, on podcasts like yours, you know, listening to comedians I liked growing up and yeah. had an awareness of it through that. And, uh, you know, when we were first starting out, like performing live, it was always like, you know, on the horizon is like a enviable show to play. You know, the whole new faces thing was, was a goal for a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it just feels, it feels cool that we're finally doing it now as part of this tour. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy for you. Uh, Ben, any, any JFL history per se? Kind of the same as Martin. It's, uh, it's always such a, a big deal in the comedy scene in New York of like, who got JFL new faces and who didn't yeah. and who thinks they're going to get it next year. And, and it, it just sounds like the most fun. It sounds like a big, like music festival basically, but for uh, nerdy comedians to hang out. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that, that about, that about captures it. John, have you guys been at other comedy festivals? Uh, and, and, and similar question, have you heard much about JFL? Yeah, I've, same as these guys. We always talked about new faces and stuff. I'm so excited to do it. We did do another festival. I don't know if I should say the name of it because it was we bombed shit, but <laughs> <laughs> but it was in Las Vegas, so <laughs> you could figure it out. But oh, yeah, yeah it, it was, was like, a, it was a, a proper music festival. I don't think anybody was expecting to see any sketch comedy. Oh, uh, right. everybody was like rolling ass and <laughs> and fully tripping and everything was taking place outside oh. but ours was inside so people would come in to like get some air conditioning and we would yeah. be like we take you now to a coffee shop oh. <laughs> it was like it was like people walking in like 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 half naked too because it was like a like kind of like EDM music stuff hmm. so they'd be like <laughs> just trying to get air conditioned as we were trying to perform sketches <laughs> and it was like right after we had heard that we were going to be on SNL so it was like our victory lap and we just bombed so hard <laughs> well that doesn't sound like it was your fault though that's the thing about bombing it's not always the performer it can be the context right yeah no, that's, totally that's, that's a great <laughs> lesson it's always blame the audience <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that. I'm sorry that happened to you. I, I anticipate that won't happen to you when you get to, to Canada. But uh, who knows these days? All bets are off. You never know. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Now, uh, one of the distinctions uh, with you guys is that for some people, uh, you're known as uh, filmmaking sketch uh, people. But I believe, if I understand things correctly, you actually started off uh, as live performers. Uh, ben, can you refute or corroborate anything I just said? No, that's true. We all started working together in like 2017 in New York. We were initially doing a stand-up show called "Please Don't Destroy My Farm," mm. where I, I, Martin, and I were hosting the show. I was in character as an evil businessman coming to destroy Martin's uh, farm, <laughs> and we thought it would be funny to have somebody play a cow on stage who didn't talk for the whole show and then shot himself at the end. Of course, and yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> as you do and so we we figured who would do that and we got john on board and we continued the show for what probably three months without you speaking john and then eventually yeah. it hit a point where he was like you guys i'd really like to participate <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right but then from there on out we just started doing sketches as a trio and we had like a monthly show at the pit in new york and we would perform on other people's shows and then eventually started doing a weekly sketch show at this bar downtown called Vaughn, which was so much fun. But then uh, when the pandemic happened, that obviously went away and we started focusing more on making videos. Okay, so it was pretty much, again, context matters. It was the the pandemic and everyone locking down that, uh, Ben, you're saying got you into filming the sketches? Is that what you were getting at? Yeah, we had we had shot a few, like maybe four or five, uh, like longer sketches on YouTube. But then once the pandemic happened, we were like completely devoid of that outlet of our live show. So we were like, that's when we really started 
you know, making a lot of videos for like TikTok and Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I will say that I first uh, came upon you you guys uh, on Twitter, and I don't remember if somebody shared it or what, but there was something where uh, I think one of you, and I want to say it was Ben, uh, was quite ill uh, or something. Is that? Uh, sorry, this could be any one of your sketches, maybe. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you seem quite. You, you stumble into like an apartment, and the guys are looking at you, and you're like not looking well. Does that ring a bell? I'm sorry, this is vague. I should have done. <laughs> No, that's most of them. That's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> you're probably thinking of the this vaccine video that I made. Oh, yeah, that might be it. Yeah. Where I, the premise is that I accidentally got a really shady. Uh, yes. Like, that's it. Eastern Eastern European vaccine called the Dumbreka vaccine. Right. And uh, as you say, I became very ill. Right. Yeah. So this was, so that would have been during the pandemic, I guess. Or are you soothsayers? Was that before the pandemic somehow? <laughs> no, that was that was right around when the vaccine dropped. Okay, just making sure you guys aren't up to anything. You know, they, they maybe you <laughs> planned all this. Okay, that's good. So, John, uh, uh, Ben says you joined the, 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 the troupe. Was your interest, and I'll try to get to each of you individually here, but, John, was your primary interest in comedy to be a live, onstage performer? I don't think that... I cared, I, but I just knew that to start and like get momentum, doing it live would be like the fastest way to do it and like to learn the easiest, especially going to NYU. It's like you had the new, like the, the school's comedy scene, but then you could also go to like open mics and other people's like shows and basements or whatever. So you just got to perform a lot. Yeah. And, so then I th- I just kind of fell in love with it. And I did like the, all the plays in high school and stuff too. So I always loved doing live performing. But yeah, I, I didn't set out to be a live performer, but I would say our roots are in that. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Martin, what about you? Yeah, I think I feel the same way kind of as John of like, uh, it was never, I never had any distinction of like, I want to be a live performer. I want to be a TV performer or whatever. Uh, but yeah. I think I just wanted to get better at it, and it felt like the way to do that is was to perform live. Right. Now, one of the hallmarks, I think, of Please Don't Destroy in, in video form is the editing. Uh, jump cuts. I don't know yeah. all the terminology, so if I say anything wrong, you you just yell at me and say I'm a <laughs> know-nothing, know-it-all. But I feel like there's jump cuts <laughs> and angles. You know what, guys? I was, watching, I was re-watching that show Succession, and I think they're ripping you off. Mm-hmm. I think they're ripping you guys off. All those like weird zooms and facial expressions. Anyway, I wonder which among you, who among you, I should say, is maybe, if any of you, are kind of like the film person that knows that editing uh, is very important to kind of comedy rhythm. Um, I'm going to put this to Ben. Uh, ben, is one of you particularly adept at uh, the, the filmmaking aspect of Please Don't Destroy? Well, Martin and I were both film majors in college and both had editing experience. And John, he's just kind of dead weight, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, like, honestly, a lot of it was just, like, born out of being bored in our apartment and our roommate Pete Chrisman and our other roommate Brady Lees would film a lot of these videos for us. And they did it on an iPhone, and one day Pete just started, like, zooming in and whipping around like crazy. And it, it yeah. added, like, an activity to the sketch that felt, like, fun and exciting. Yeah. What were you we going to say, Mark? We were shooting that. It was the one where, like, I had COVID or something. <laughs> so there was a theme nice. there. But Pete, it's funny you mentioned Succession because Pete was watching Succession. Uh, and then... Uh, Smoked weed and then shot the video. <laughs> okay, so I might be on to something. I mean, it sounds like Pete was on something, but I might yeah. be on to something with this uh, analogy because I'm starting to see this kind of uh, editing and filmmaking and, and camera work happening more and more, but I do attribute it, some of this to, to you guys. I'm basically saying I think you're revolutionaries. I think you've changed <laughs> the game, but you're saying this was sort of a happy and potentially... Uh, high accident. Yeah, that was that's what Pete told me. That was the first one that he shot like in that way. 
I think yeah. we had been like, it should feel like frantic, but the specific decision to be like zooming out and stuff was, that was beat. Yeah. So and the other, gave it an energy really. no, absolutely. I, I think it's a, it's a hallmark. John, in terms of the difference between uh, playing to the camera and playing to the audience as you're about to go on tour. And again, I'm going to guess that there's going to be a good chunk of people who see you on this tour that really only know you as the video guys, as the guys who make little films. Uh, in terms of playing to the camera versus the audience, John, do you think there's a, a particular... I mean, I think there's probably an obvious distinction there, but can you talk about how you change your approach uh, in this uh, troupe live versus, uh, you know, uh, canned, I guess, recorded? Uh No. Okay, that was good. I'm glad I asked that really convoluted question. I know there's no way to just, there's no way to answer my long question. I guess I mean okay. I'll give it a stab. Um, thank, thank you so much. I, you know what? <laughs> the um, the biggest thing I honestly think, like in terms of like playing to an audience versus playing to the camera, are just like in, entirely different. Just in how like. In a video, you can do it much smaller and more subtle, and that'll read bigger. But on stage, it's like it has to be, you know, a performance and stuff. But I think the biggest thing, the biggest difference that we feel is like we get to play characters and not just ourselves in this live show, oh, yeah. which is really fun. Yeah. Where it's like we get to do stuff like way outside of what people have normally seen us doing, of just like us three dudes in an office or three dudes in an apartment. This is like much bigger and and a different side of us, which I think is the the biggest difference. Yeah, no, that's a huge difference. In fact, I was uh, in pondering this past season of Saturday Night Live. I noticed that you guys got out of the office a lot more. There were several field yeah. trips and remote um, recordings. Uh, ben was there. I assume that was a conscious decision uh, to kind of break out of what you'd been doing. It was. Yeah, I feel like. We had always kind of talked about, well, I mean, initially we started shooting in the office just out of, like, ease. Uh, like, creatively, we thought it would be cool if it was, like, almost like a sitcom behind the scenes of SNL or something. But it was also just, like, we got a very small crew and we could shoot on Mondays in our office without, like, bothering anybody and we could have all week to edit. But then, like, as we kind of became a little more established at the show and like got some more resources we were like okay it seems like we do have the opportunity to branch out a little more but i think it was kind of a breakthrough when we started like having the videos start in the office and then go elsewhere from there like when in the stakeout video that we made yeah woody harrelson and i are like you know i'm talking about how my friends are being weird in the <laughs> office and then he's like let's go follow them and then we go on a stakeout and follow them to suburban new jersey yeah it just felt like a fun way to like keep that that same vision from the first season, but expand it and make it bigger. Yeah, no, it's. I'm sorry. Every time you guys talk about one of your things, I'm gonna laugh because I'm gonna remember it. Because <laughs> I find them, I think they're my. They're some of my favorite things in recent years. Uh, in life, I don't just mean in comedy. Uh, they're they're <laughs> wow. really, they're really no. I I really do love them. I look forward to them every week and. Uh, uh, and, and all that sort of stuff. Martin, John said something really cons uh, interesting to me uh, and, and to you because we're all on this call together. I don't know how to talk. <laughs> but he said a thing about how you guys are kind of playing yourselves on most of your, your videos and that the stage show will be more character driven. That's an interesting choice. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting choice, too, um, to, to play uh, exaggerated or heightened versions, I assume. I can only assume. Uh, they're heightened versions of yourselves. Uh, can you talk about it? It sounds like the office was like just convenience. Like, well, we'll just use the office because it's easy. But Martin, this notion of playing versions of yourself uh, on on SNL in particular, where did that? Where did? How do you arrive at that instead of playing, you know, characters? Well, I think it was also like, um, you, you know, we we, we didn't want to do anything that the cast could do. You know what I mean? Like, right? Uh, right. If it was just a video that we wrote that you could slot in, you know, like Kate and 80 and Pete, like uh, Kyle Mooney, all these like kind of, it was a big, big cast, like a really deep bench. Yeah. And there was no need for something that was like, Oh, like 80 or Bowen could do this like a thousand times funnier than we could. Mm -hmm. So, you know, why would, why would we do it? But the, 
the sitcom thing felt like, oh, that tonally, I, I think we can like pull that off and play it, you know, uh, a little more, you know, play versions of ourselves. Right. Okay. That may, that that's a that's a diplomatic answer. Some people are <laughs> starved for stage time, but I mean, you guys get it. You get your own segment. So that Ben, is that a is it ever a big deal for you? Oh my God! Every week we get a get a spotlight. Is it ever overwhelming? You know? Um. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's. I mean, the output at SNL is overwhelming because, like, we do our videos almost every week, but we're also writing like usually like two to four things uh, in the live show every week. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 So it's it, the output can be a little overwhelming, but I think like the opportunity to make our own stuff on the show has just been so cool that it's never like it's, it's never like too hard or exhausting to do that. I also think like just going back to your other question, us playing ourselves is like it also like offers the audience context for who we're watching. Like we're not in the opening credits or anything, so if we go like. Hey, we're playing SNL writers. We're SNL writers. That's oh, like, oh, okay, great. I get who they are. Like, <laughs> right. So, yeah, that makes I sense. It, yeah, yeah. Now, earlier, John was talking about Norm Macdonald. Uh, I alluded to the fact that John, your your father, uh, has been a part of SNL for a long time. Martin, your dad too, right? Uh, part of SNL history. Uh, not currently, yeah, but uh, back in back in the day. Yeah, that's why I said I said part of history. I didn't say now. That's why oh, I'm just shit, kidding. Man. <laughs> no, so part of the show's uh, history, I can only assume, uh, based on my son's idolization of me currently, that uh, you, <laughs> you might have looked up to your fathers. And my son thinks I could be in the NBA. Like I'm 45, and he's hit. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. He's really like, why don't you just join the NBA? You can hit shots. I'm like, it's not how it works. It's just not how it works at all. That's not how anything works. But anyway, uh, Martin, did you have? With your with your father there at the show, did you want to emulate him in some way and get into comedy or be on the show? Because it's an interesting trajectory. I, I want to get to that because I also want to ask Ben about um, some of his comedic uh, influences a little bit. But Martin, let's start with you because it's right at home. What was that like to have a dad who worked in this, you know, iconic uh, comedic environment? Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, like we grew up in Connecticut, so he was kind of like removed. A little more like from from the show business you know kind of machine i guess in new york and la and like uh you know i mean it was great both my parents are like so funny and like really made me laugh growing up and like still make me laugh when i go home and yeah it was just like uh a lot of a lot of laughs and i guess i i just liked being funny with them yeah a lot did, you know, sometimes when a, a, your parents are cool, like my son is going to go through this, right? His parents are really cool. <laughs> uh, sometimes but you reject it. Like you're, you're like the, the dad and the parents who are hippies, their kids become like conservative accountants or something. Uh, like they dig a yeah, boring yeah. stuff. Were you ever like, no, I'm rebel. I'm going to rebel uh, against my dad and decidedly be uncool. Did you ever think that? <laughs> no, I should have thought of that because I'd be making more money probably. <laughs> I wish I had done that. Yeah. Vish, have you ever walked in on your son and he's doing a little podcast? Uh, he, he has. He he tried to get a YouTube. Yeah, he's had like several gaming YouTube things because uh, he gamed it. He figured out he could he could pretend he was 13, which he had to be to do that. And I was like, wait a minute, now you're acting just like your dad. You're being a scofflaw. Uh, yeah, no, he, he he does try to do little, like, recordings. So, yeah, in a way, That's no. That's so cute. Yeah, it's nice, but I'm also like, don't do this. Don't. There's no money in it. Why are you doing this? Like, I'm, I've got my parental brain there. So it's a good question, though, Ben. Thanks for asking. I didn't. Uh, it's true. John, did you have that, like, uh, with your dad being involved in comedy in the show? Like, uh, were you like, that's what I want to do? Or were you like, I'm never in my life going to be like that? No, I I totally respected. I just loved comedy so much that it kind of, like, just worked out that way. Like, my sister is a nurse. You know what I mean? So it yeah. wasn't like this, like, 
uh, and I have other siblings that do creative stuff, but like didn't pursue comedy as hard as I did. I just naturally wanted to do it. Yeah. Cause the same thing as Martin of just like a lot of my friends were embarrassed of like their dad's jokes. And I never was, I was like, this is fucking funny. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Did you have other, so we've talked about the SNL orbit, uh, with Norm and, and your father. Did you have other comedic influences, John? Yeah, totally. I used to think David Letterman was the news, but then I got really into when I was a kid. But then I started watching David Letterman, and I got really into <laughs> David Letterman. <laughs> you were a big Jack Black guy, too, right, John? S- School of Rock changed my life, yeah. School of Rock changed your life, but you didn't become a musician. I feel like the movie missed its mark with you, because I think that was the point. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw it. I don't know what it's about. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, no, it, as well as wearing a Raptors hat, I'm sipping from a late show with David Letterman mug. So I'm a, really, yeah, I literally am. Again, we can't see each other, but I am. I've got it right here. I have it. It's my lucky uh, interviewing mug because I viewed him as a great interviewer as well as a comedian, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I thought so too. I, I really did get into like YouTube was kind of like the greatest thing to happen for me in terms of like getting to watch so many interviews of people. Like I, I, like I really got into comedy by watching people's like panels. Yeah. Like on talk shows, like, like norms, like that made me laugh more than like some of their movies and stuff. The asides, the, the improvisation in the moment, like norm would uh, queue up a, or my understanding with Norm is no one he would never do pre-interviews. Do you know what I mean? Like he just yeah yeah he yeah he refused to do them. <laughs> yeah, and he'd start a story, and then Letterman would interject, and he'd play off. They, oh my god, sorry, you're making me teary. I love watching those two together more than anyone. Uh, I think yeah yeah, and Conan. I thought Norm with Conan was always. You can't see that either. I got a poster of Conan. Anyway, you guys, I wish the cameras were on so we could see each other, so you could see how much how cool my stuff is. But it's <laughs> it's fine. My I like Conan as well, and that's a big deal. No, I appreciate. Well, that. yeah, yeah. Conan, we love Conan. Conan too. Wow. He he he's in um he's in the movie that we made. He plays Ben's dad, and to work with him was like truly a a dream come true. Yeah, we we don't have a ton of time left, so I want to get to some of your projects and some of these things. Uh, but Ben, I do want to ask, like, because I asked John and a little bit of Martin, uh, did you have particular comedic uh, influences that uh, um, you feel might inform your sensibility? You guys have such an interesting sensibility to me uh, as someone who's kind of followed comedy. I think I know where some of it comes from, but it also is very idiosyncratic and very you but I do want to just do a little bit of this sort of origin story stuff. Ben, did you have particular comedic heroes or influences? Yeah, I definitely was obsessed with Will Ferrell movies, hmm. uh, Adam Sandler movies. When my parents got divorced, I would go like sleep over in my dad's apartment, and every night we would go to the Hollywood video and rent a comedy movie. Hmm. Uh, and so that's, I feel like, where most of that like came from. Oh. Chris Farley... But also, like, the Lonely Island, it's an obvious comparison to make, but those guys were hugely influential for me. I saw Hot Rod when it came out in theaters, and it, like, blew my mind. Oh, I thought yeah. it was the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, me too. That's that's heartening to hear. Um, I got to interview the Lonely Island once, and it's it's still one of the funniest and most meaningful chats I got to have. This is well, this is a long time ago. It's when I had a college radio show. And uh, I'm a big fan of theirs, too. I didn't want to invoke them because I imagine you guys sort of get saddled with that a little bit, doing digital. So I mean, they kind of invented, in terms of SNL world anyway, the digital short notion, I would say. Uh, Martin, would you agree with that? And, and further, furthermore, further to my point, mm-hmm. uh, do you feel like you're unfairly compared to them or is it or, or compared to them at all? No, I think it. I totally understand the like get the comparison yeah um i do think the sensibility is like pretty different but it it is extremely true that they like not only like not only specifically paved the way for us but also like caused this like kind of boom in the snl like uh uh, uh, any sort of pre-tape you know yes before them they were uh you know snl would do like you know, one commercial parody every so often, but, but, you know, now the show has two or three tapes a week. Yeah. And that's because of the success of their stuff. So I think, you know, 
we definitely owe them a lot and hot rod is all one of our favorite movies so we i i don't personally i don't mind the comparison at all okay Yeah. yeah that's what i was gonna say too of like we love them so much that it's like kind of a dream come true if somebody's like trying to be mean by saying that we're like the lonely island. <laughs> it's like, whoa, we are? Have you uh have you interacted much with any members of the Lonely Island? I'll throw this out to I'll throw it out to Ben so there's not chaos. Ben, have you guys interacted with them in any way? Uh the only one that I've met was Yorma, uh after an SNL this past season and he was so sweet and so nice and it was crazy how similar our experiences had been of like because cause they shot Hot Rod after their first season at SNL which is what we did with our movie too and and just to talk to him about like the testing process and going back and forth to LA on hiatus and working on the movie it was so funny and he was incredibly generous oh that's nice that's lovely that's great to hear. Well, again, in the time we have left, I want to ask you about this film because I saw Conan was Conan O'Brien. For, for those wondering which Conan I was referring to, Conan <laughs> O'Brien is uh, attached to be in this film. Uh, John, do you want to? I, I think you maybe already told us a little bit about it, but can you talk a little bit about uh, the status of this film and maybe a little bit about what it's about? Yeah, the the movie's about three losers named Ben, John, and Martin. Which is, you know, it's far-fetched and stuff. Um, but they they were childhood friends, and then now they're kind of like 27-year-old, like, deadbeat co-workers. And there's this lore in this tent. Are we supposed to, are we allowed to say this? <laughs> I just realized. Well, I mean, if, 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 if it's up to me, then yes. Oh, you okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we're... I don't know either. I think <laughs> you know, you what? know what? The I don't, movie's I don't about ca- you know what? the movie's about us. Okay, I didn't want. I don't want to cause it's trouble. A- I don't want to cause trouble. I just, I just asked a question. No, no, we appreciate no, you asking. I, I, we just should have <laughs> no, prepared. We should have asked. Yeah, well, I what, didn't. <laughs> what we know is Conan O'Brien, mm-hmm. the Conan O'Brien, is among the people uh, that is attached to the film. Uh, that is associated with Please Don't Destroy, you three, and it may or may not be uh, sort of about you and your real lives, but not, and it's a movie, (laughs) so it'll be on, it'll be out as, it'll be longer than your normal short film, and uh, that's all we know for sure for now. Ben, do we know anything else? It's uh, coming out on Peacock in November. Um, but also, it's a writer strike right now, so oh, God. Peacock is a struck company. So, you know, it's a little uh, it's a little weird right now. But we stand with the WGA, and that's priority number one. We didn't even get to that. Yeah, your your season at SNL was cut short by this writer strike. Uh, emotionally, uh, all these sorts of things. Psychologically, this is actually kind of a dif- difficult time, isn't it? Yeah, it was weird. The last three shows we had Pete we had our Monday meeting with Pete Davidson and it was like such a fun vibe pitching him sketches. And we were so excited. And then that Tuesday, the strike got called. So the last three shows were gone. And so it was a total bummer. Well, I'm sorry for that. And as we're speaking, who knows by the time this uh, thing goes out into the world, maybe it'll be resolved. Although as we're speaking, I think it got, Seems to be getting worse. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. <laughs> are you yeah. are you going to release it like next year? <laughs> <laughs> when this comes out in three years, uh, hopefully the strike <laughs> is, is done. No, it's it is really tragic. And as a fan of uh, SNL and you guys, yeah, I'm. I assume uh, some of this activity maybe precipitated you uh, going on this this tour. Is that is that wrong? Is that a is no. that a, a jaded way of looking at this? We we were always going to do the tour. Uh, oh, okay. You know, before the strike, uh, but it was nice to have another. You know, we were able to do more shows in the city uh, because the show wasn't happening to like get ready for it. But yeah, we're we're lucky that we have you know another way to make money. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, to wrap this up, I want to get you guys uh, to 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 plug anything you want to plug. Uh, point people to any websites or platforms you you want people to engage with uh but also uh if you want to talk about any other future plans that we all have permission to talk about 
Uh, that would be great. <laughs> I mean, John, you mentioned uh, Ridiculous by Norm Macdonald, which was one of my favorite sketch. I mean, it's kind of an anomaly. I can't. It, it is one of my favorite comedy albums, but it's also certainly one of my yeah. favorite uh, sketch comedy albums. Uh, John, do, do you ever anticipate uh, Please Don't Destroy making like a, an album? I don't know. Uh, we're talking about maybe doing something with the tour. I don't know. Okay. We're not sure yet. Okay. But... It's a good idea, though. It is a good idea. If you'd like to join the team as a creative consultant of sorts, we'd love to have I, you. I thought that's what this was. Am I not on the team? <laughs> I, I must have misunderstood. All right. Well, I appreciate that, John. I, I, I just want to throw that out there because you seem to have an affinity for the for the format. But let's get to what I was getting no. at. <laughs> Plugging things. Uh, uh, Martin, if people want to learn more about you specifically, huh. and I guess, please don't destroy, uh, where would you like to send them? <laughs> Um, we're all on Instagram, uh, yeah. and, uh, the group itself also has a Instagram, uh, please okay. don't destroy.com, uh, is our website and it's got links to, you know, tickets to all the shows on this tour. Um, right. So maybe head there. Ben, are you guys on yeah. uh, blue sky or hive or Mastodon or whatever <laughs> else? We're on threads, baby. <laughs> I am on threads against my will. I just clicked a button and like, you're on there now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I know. what do I do with this? I didn't even know. And then I look at it. It's anyway, I'm sorry. Okay. So you're on all the things. Uh, uh, ben, do you have anything more you want to uh, point people to? I think Martin did a pretty comprehensive job. Martin, that was excellent. Yeah. Thank come you, check man. out our show. It's, it's really fun. If you could see us at JFL, we'd love to have you. We're doing a show and we're also doing a little Q and a thing. So yeah. Check it out if you're in town. Yeah, I'll link to all the activities I can in the, the show notes here. So everyone who's listening, click on this. John, uh, anything else you want to say before we wrap up here? Go on Spotify, listen to Ridiculous by Norm MacDonald. And after that, go get some tickets to our tour. <laughs> Excellent. Well, listen, uh, I don't know if I said it already. You guys mean a lot to me. And I, I think you're really, really uh, funny. And uh, I love you. That might be a bit hard. Don't tell my children, but I really love you guys. Thank you so much for this time, and I hope we speak again. Welcome to Canada, and best of luck in the future. Dude, thank you so much. We love you too, bro. Fish, thank you so much for having us. You really made me laugh. You're a very oh. funny man. Thank yeah, you, bro. Jeez. Truly. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, that was a Creative Control uh, 10th season highlight for me. Very special thanks to uh, Martin and John and Ben from Please Don't Destroy for appearing on this, the 789th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts, pretty much. If you can't find an episode that you've heard about and you're looking for it, or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit vishkana.com. You can also uh, currently like Creative Control on the Facebook. You can also follow the show currently on the Twitter at Vish Creative, or you can follow me on the Twitter and on the Instagram at Vish Kana. Oh, I'm also on um, uh, Blue Sky and Hive and Mastodon and Post, and uh, I can't remember all the. I think I'm on. I'm on some of the other things too. Anyway, yeah, it's just yeah. It's probably me if you can find Vishkana. That's it'll be fine. We'll all be fine. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible 
monthly donation to sustain this podcast. $6 American or more a month grants you access to uh, exclusive content uh, that I don't, uh, you know, some stuff from my uh, audio archives. Also, you get the uh, new episodes earlier than everybody else, uh, if all goes well. It's usually what happens. You do get it. Sometimes it's like days earlier. Sometimes it's just like hours. It depends on, you know, my life and my work week and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you do get them earlier. I feel like I've undersold this now. But it's good. You get stuff that no one else gets. Uh, And also, if you're interested in receiving a Creative Control t-shirt, just message me on Patreon and I'll get you one while supplies last. Uh, Someone requested an extra large red or maroon uh, version of my shirts, and I just discovered I don't have any. So the sizes are going. So if you want one and you've been putting it off, just message me, uh, you know, and uh, on Patreon, and I'll, I'll get you one. That's how it'll work. Thank you. Thanks again to Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee. Find independent businesses in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario, for their in-kind support for this show. Thanks to my friend Jim Guthrie for letting me use music that he makes uh, on the show. You can learn more about Jim at jimguthrie.org. And finally, thank you so much for listening to this episode with uh, Please Don't Destroy. I really enjoyed that, and I love those guys. They're very funny, so I hope you'll check them out. And we'll consider also subscribing to this podcast or following it and telling your friends all about it as well. Maybe they'll do the same things as you. That's my hope. Grassroots, word spreading. That's what I'm into. Anyway, I I must go now, but I will talk to you very soon. Thanks again. Bye for now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.